Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll It's time to neighbors CJ Conveyor Let's get the Neighbours. Hi, this is Vaya and you are listening to Neighbours. This is the Neighbours Recap Podcast. We have a yarn about the most recent five episodes that aired of the Aussie soap Neighbours. And I have Kate here today. Hi. Also known as Remude on Twitter, yep. R-E-M-U-E-D, interchangeably. And we're coming live from the Erinsboro this week. Oh, yes, the Dive Motel. Yep, yep. We've cleared some towels away from the storeroom. Did you need to have a shower or, um, or did you want like a bamboo robe? Yeah, I'll, I'll slip into a robe in a little okay, bit. Okay. It's, it's a bit chilly today in Melbourne yep. despite every single character hopping into the pool this week. <laughs> well, actually, strangely, the only character this week appropriately dressed was Zan Can from yeah, the Gold Coast. You know, woolly jumper with the yep. love hearts on it, which I coveted. And actually, oh, we we are here in the home of Toad Horse, the, uh, yes. the toady lamp, which I was just looking at because one of your cats has perched right next to it. So it's creating a good vibe. <laughs> oh, and we've got baby Madge here too. Yeah, she's chilling. She can walk now. I know, it's she, amazing. She can be toddler Madge soon. I know. Oh, she'll be like little Nelly Fish before we know it. Oh, Nelly Fish was one of the stars of this week, can I just say. And we're going to keep it super cash because I'm still kind of exhausted from the junk time episode last week with the two footy guys. This is three in a row. This is what's going on, Vaya. Yeah, it's hectic. It's hectic. But I'm riding the Ned and Loz wave and I'm not going to jump off until, <laughs> until I run out of steam, <laughs> which could be in an hour. Yeah. So I thought we could just have a chill out chat about the week, go where it takes us. We can start with Monday. Paul's on the lamb. Right? Yes. He's out in the bush, dressed like Forrest Gump. And what's your nickname for him? Forrest Tump. Yeah, great. Yep, perfect. Yep. <laughs> and the thing is, he can't run, though, ironically. No, he's hobbling and he's... Hobble, Forrest. Hobble. But he's also crippled, like, because his shoulder, his arms He broke broken. his collarbone because Nate ran him over. Oh, God. I actually think he would be legitimately disabled with having, like, a gammy leg and a gammy arm. Yeah. But he's stolen $3,000 from the Erinsborough. Oh, that's right. Who knew it even made $3,000? No, no. Look, I reckon that's a bit – maybe it's Jacker's cash or something like that. <laughs> but, like, look, have you worked in a shop before? Actually, no. Well, oh, I worked yeah. in a fairy shop as a fairy okay. doing kids' parties. It's, it's Nobody has that much cash around. Like, that's insane. No. You have a little float and yeah. that's it. it and, look – Businesses aren't cash businesses anymore. Surely, that at the very most, they'd need like two hundred bucks in a float. And yeah, that's it. not three k. The dive motel is a credit card, pay hmm. swipe kind of a situation. Oh, actually, though, maybe maybe, oh, maybe a bit it's more ca- cash by the hour. <laughs> yeah, especially with two ex cons running yeah. it. Two ex crims. Imagine mm. doing a little TripAdvisor search. You're coming down to Melbourne. You want to stay in a hotel. And you find the the only one that's run by two ex-criminals. Yeah. You know what it would all be? There'd just be like heaps of um, hidden cameras and peepholes and yeah. yeah. No, don't worry about covering up the bullet holes. Or no, the... no. And there'd be like needles under the bed and, and bed bugs for sure. Which makes sense because it doesn't look like it's been cleaned up since they had that working bee to clean no. it up. <laughs> so maybe they're just run. It's a theme motel. Maybe they can rent it out. You know how you can um, rent out a night in like Pentridge Prison? Okay, and yeah, do like yeah, yeah. ghost yeah. tours and stuff. Maybe it'll be a theme. Yeah, this is this is what it's like to stay in a shitty motel from the eighties, <laughs> run by prisoners. Yeah. <laughs> so he's off, and he spends the better part of the week, I guess. In the we thought it was the Grove of Trees at first. Yeah, no, it was it was bushier than that. I reckon it's it's the same place 
Imogen and Daniel went on a date too. Oh, you're right. Which I think maybe was Blackburn Lake. Okay. But okay. All right. Vaya, you're going on the run. You've got <laughs> 3K burning a hole in your pocket. What do you do? Do you go to the bush near your suburb? Uh, no, I'd get it. Well, I guess if I, I don't have access to a car or an Uber, I get it. I jump on public transport and just go out, get a V line and go out into the country somewhere. I'd go to Sydney. Oh, yeah. Best place to hide is like with other people. Yeah, sure. In plain sight. Yeah. And Paul's like just wearing a business shirt as well. (laughs) I I thought he'd get like hypothermia hanging out in the business shirt, sling, baseball cap. Yeah. Perfect disguise. (laughs) But in the long run. And he's only got a pack of nuts. (laughs) <laughs> which I don't know if the UK listeners picked up on. It was the uh, Nobby's Nuts as well. Yeah. So nibbling on Nobby's Nuts. Yeah, Nibble Nobby's Nuts is their slogan. slogan. Yeah. And that's all he did. Yeah. So he's got his protein, but not much else. Yeah. But no, look, if I were Paul, I would have, after going to Sydney, I would have got like somewhere out in the outback and paid a gangster to like put me on a boat to Indonesia. Yeah, it's not like he doesn't know gangsters. And he's trying. Yeah. Like he meets, he asks Jacka, or we mm. can get to that, but he asks Jacka for a passport. Yeah. The, the thing is, I was racing home on Monday night to watch because that was the big kiss episode, which we'll get to because it doesn't happen until right at the end. And I was freaking out for 28 minutes. So anyway. So the Scooby gang. <laughs> <laughs> the Scooby gang are looking for Zankan because she's gone missing. Oh, and the, so they've gone to go and find her at Sheila's house. And yes. Sheila's like, oh, no, no, she's hanging out with Alison today. Yes. Yeah. Which is implausible at best. Yeah. Because Alison wouldn't want Xanthi around. Yeah. And then so they go and look through her things and find a business card for the the clinic. The clinic, which that she wouldn't have needed because she already had the text message information for the clinic on her phone. Exactly. She would have just looked it up in maps and, yeah, Bob's your uncle. Yeah. yeah. But also, like, it, it was just called the clinic. To me, if I heard you, someone was going to the clinic, I'd be like, uh-oh. <laughs> well, that's what Piper thought yeah. straight away. She thought that Angus had knocked up. Zankan. Yeah. Well, they all thought that. Yeah. And I thought, how quickly? You don't need to go to a clinic two <laughs> days after. You can actually just get a pill. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. These these kids need to do some sex ed at Erinsborough mm. High. So shirtless Aaron down the mines is consulting with these teenagers. Yeah. It's like, Aaron, put put your norgs away. And his norgs actually feature quite prominently yeah, <laughs> in this episode. So they're trying to track her down. So, yeah, so everyone then, was going back and forth to that waiting room so, all day. So then, like, Pipes and Ben go to visit her to talk her out of the the breast implant. Which, at this stage, they think is just a consultation. And she has been sitting in that reception for a long time. And the fact that no one is raising an eyebrow at the fact that this 16-year-old is here on her own with no support yeah, to get this yeah. done. And then, so then um, Ben and Pipes go back and find old... Um, Shitbag Angus and, and make him go and <laughs> talk to her. Console her. Is that what happened? And I guess they're all in public transport uh, back and forth to this clinic. Which, you know, at the very least, we're talking about 20 minutes either way. Yeah. Because Erinsboro is the middle of nowhere. And then they sit down and have a heart to heart with her, manage to go back, persuade Angus to go in and see yes. her. And no one's picking up the phone and trying to chat to her. No, I know. So then he comes back and then they get. Aaron to go go and see it, like her business manager. And he's all like, yeah, bigger boobs, great for business. No, no, he doesn't. He admits that he had peck implants. Amazing, amazing. Aaron down the mine has had fake titties. And you can see an artist's impression of what that would be like on The Art of Neighbours. Oh, yeah, it's hilarious. Facebook page. It's exactly what you would imagine. Yeah. And it's great. (laughs) 
but so did he get rid of them? Is that the whole thing that he, they made him feel really? He was trying to compare himself to the other exotic dancers. Yeah, which is really strange because my husband um, does a bit of weightlifting. Oh. He, he was watching that. He's like, just get on the roids, mate. <laughs> like it would have been faster, cheaper and easier yeah. than getting actual pec implants. And was when at what point was he still down the mines? Or was this – because this would have been pretty recent that he was dancing. Well, maybe it was – no, no, he – wasn't he doing exotic dancing over in Perth? Yeah, but before that he was down the mines. Yeah, but the, the mines were near Perth. I'm just confused yeah. as to when he decided my body's not good I enough. I feel like maybe it was like a dare from one of his colleagues down the lines. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Mate, I'll give you 100K if you get some boobs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with the timelines that he got up, she's been in that waiting room like four hours at least now, I'm sure. And alarm bells should be going off for her because there's no other foot traffic through that waiting room. So no, no. That, cl- I, that clinic's getting no business. At that stage, I'd be thinking, has the previous patient died? <laughs> Do I really want to be going under anaesthetic at this place? <laughs> Although props for them using a new set. Yes. Because yeah. I love it. I love seeing a new set. I've been seeing that same dive motel storeroom for four weeks now. I know. I'm sick of it. But the receptionist was great. She totally looked like she'd had work done. She, oh, she had like, the boobs. She had the... And what's going on with Aaron down the mines? A 16-year-old reveals to you that, She's wants to. She's about to get breast implants, and that's major surgery. It's not like I don't know, getting a mole removed or something. And the only people that are aware of this are her teenage friends. How are you not picking up the phone and calling her guardian? Exactly, it's piss poor. Get Colette Nan down there, quick sticks. But even pipes, you'd think, would have more maturity than yeah. that. So it's just a circus. So he, Aaron's trying to connect with Zankan and say he had pet implants and it ruined his life because mm. it, it didn't fix his confidence. <laughs> And it, he couldn't even, like, pick up men with them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she kind of hears him, but it still doesn't yeah. resonate. So, I mean, look, we're still going back to that same issue of her complaining about how ugly she is when she's clearly very attractive. Yes, and yes, I get it. You can have a, a skewed, a clouded view of how you actually come across. Mm. But it it's just, only seems to happen to her since she's come to Erinsborough. This is her issue of the week, and it's going to be resolved in a nice, neat little package by yeah. the end of the week. Yeah. And she didn't have body issues until she suddenly put her photos on Instagram. Like, she's a teenage girl. She would have been putting photos on the internet for years. Exactly. And, you know, I'm sure when she was 13 and she put up photos, she would have had just as much Even But even hate. Instagram's been around for years as well. I've been yeah. on Instagram for years. Yeah, so there's no way this is all b- mm-hmm. brewed up overnight. And you're not telling me that there wouldn't be shallow people on the Gold Coast. Oh, come on. Well, that's what she it says. the home. The home of the shallow. That's what she says started it all, that she wanted to compare to all the hot people on the Gold Coast. There's, well, you know. <laughs> and that's actually when I Googled some pictures of toolies yeah. at schoolies. And, yeah, no, there's it, not attractive no, people it's not an, there. It's not an Amazonian paradise. It's, it's not glamorous. <laughs> It's people getting trashed. There's a few people. Bogans getting trashed. Few people go to the beach and they get a tan and they surf. But then the rest of the people have normal jobs and lives and they look like normal people. Or they've retired there. Yes. It's like Florida. So uh, first, I think we should also jump back over to Ned and and Lauren and that whole scenario because that's my favourite. But also because we need to talk about hard rubbish and explain that to people that might not be familiar with it. Now, you say hard rubbish. I say hard garbage. Let's call the whole thing off. Yeah. And... (laughs) And how, why is is it a regional thing that I say hard rubbish and you don't? I don't know. Because we, we grew up, what, five k's apart or yeah. something? 
Although, as you just pointed out, Kate, I'm on the wrong side of the river. So maybe. Well, no, no, di- I didn't say the wrong side. I just said a we're on a different side. side of the river. And maybe that's the difference. But, yeah. Um, Aussie Neighbours fans, let us know. Hard rubbish, hard garbage. Although I did go onto the council website and they call it hard waste. So who knows? I'll get out of town. Yeah. That is just bullshit. <laughs> so hard waste, rubbish, etc., is big items of junk that are too big to fit in your normal bins. Yeah. We're talking bits of furniture, like TVs, always yeah. a TV. Always, always like the old CRT TVs. Yeah. They're back, out there. Fat back TVs on the nature strip. Um, Random crap. Um, mattresses. Old pot plants. Oh, yeah, mattresses. Gross. Gross. And um, But, okay, so some councils do it once a year. Mm. Others do it on an on-call basis. You ring them up and say, I've got some stuff to get rid yeah. of. And, and you some, can do it like once a year with that. Sometimes they'll go, next week's hard rubbish week, so start putting it out. And yeah. there are some... Treasure. Look, yeah, you get look, you get a gleam in the eye when it's hard rubbish week because it's not all manky old mattresses and no. stuff. People put out decent bits of furniture. Yes. So you can get the odd side table or Bookshelf. coffee table. Yeah. And it's fine and people can do it up. But yeah, and to be honest, for me, my bottom line is I do not get soft furnishings no. from hard garbage. Because, you know, odds on well, look, they're out there because they're disgusting it's and old. Bodily fluids, but also weather. Yeah, in weather. Melbourne. They get things get rained on. Yeah. Across the road they had a rug out for a couple of weeks. I was like, ugh. And I live on a main road, so often hard rubbish is a great chance to just put stuff out there and then people will come by mm. and take it within half an hour. So Exactly the same here. Anything with metal in it that can be sold for scrap, that goes like that. And it's a bit rough in a cul-de-sac like Ramsey Street. Oh, yeah, there's but, no drive-by traffic. Yeah. But there, there is always, always like old ethnic men with trailers <laughs> just getting like old washing machines and hauling them on the back of their ute Amazing. or whatever. Yeah. It's it's just a great – it's like a festival. <laughs> it's trash and treasure. And, oh, also, the, the scavenging isn't sanctioned by the council because I think they oh. get paid by the, the scrap as well. But, yeah, it still happens. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's a bit of community. And, yeah, yeah. It's, it's normal in Australia. One man's trash. And Lauren's gone through her hard rubbish and she <laughs> finds this esky. It's very cute, this retro esky, which we might actually have to explain the term esky as well. Yeah. It's a cooler. Is, yeah, it's like a, a ice bin that you store drinks and food in. Yeah, or for the New Zealand listeners. A chili bun. Chili bin. <laughs> It's uh, yeah, you take yeah. it on picnics and put your food in, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Or you, if you're going on holidays, you can load up all the cold food you need to take, and yeah. then yeah, unpack it when you get there. Or in Dad Dead Cop's case, he would take it fishing. Yeah, which look, it was a super cute old '60s '70s esky yeah, with I liked a, it. a cute print on it. But if he's storing fish in it, that would have stunk yes. like Satan. What is it with these people keeping smelly things? Like with Josh's death, and they had his dirty oh, gym bag. Yeah, that was gross. Chuck that stuff out. But how about asking Bailey or Munter? Munter would be down with it. To, to throw it out or to keep it? To keep the esky. Yeah, Bailey. Bailey would. Yeah. Oh, no, Munter, actually. Yeah, yeah, he goes camping and stuff. And it was nice of them to acknowledge the fact that she has been married before. Mm. And I love the fact that Drab's like, cool story, sweetie. I'm going to go talk to my ex-wife. Yeah, oh, he totally blew her off. It was <laughs> super rude. This is, you know, like he is usurped Matt's role in that house. He's taken over his freaking shed and yeah. everything. Nah, yeah, mate. <laughs> I can't believe he didn't have five minutes to have her tell her dead husband's fishing story about yeah. the esky, the connection to the esky. That heartless bastard. He is, he's truly a stain on humanity. <laughs> and that I mean, it was Ned did take advantage by going, I'll listen to your dead husband's story, Loz. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't, didn't, didn't have the energy at that yeah. stage. But I also love the fact that she then sent my, – one of my favourite lines of that episode was, do you need some muscles? And she looks at Ned and sends him around to the Brennan house to throw some of their crap out. 
Oh, yeah. So, yeah, moving to the hard garbage over to the Brennans, they're having a total rehaul of Priya's decor. (laughs) Why do you assume it's Priya that had the design eye in that household? It's Priya or AJ. (laughs) No, it's clearly Priya. Priya was onto it. So Priya had painted the Brennan house in like... um, Royal purple. Jewel tones. Yeah. And um, had the, the velvet couch. Now... Love, like, a, love a velvet couch. That velvet couch, right. The boys didn't like it. Did, can you want to take a guess as to how much that couch cost? Because I remember I had seen it in store oh. when they got it. And I thought, wow. Firstly, they liked it enough to sit in it for two years. Yeah. Imagine it would stink. It also, would. many people had sex on that couch. And it was a revolving door. Like people couch surfed on that couch a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not good with guessing things like this. I've never paid more than... 600 bucks for a couch. Okay. We can upload this picture to the okay. um, page. <gasps> oh, my God. It's $3,149. That's an expensive couch. Oh, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. Why would you it? throw that out? I don't know. You'd pass that down through generations. It would stink of, like, man sweat. Yeah, but now. you could just send it out for dry cleaning. I, get would, have, I would have sold it on eBay. That's you, stunning. You could get, like, at least 1500 bucks for that. It is and a beautiful you know, couch. it matches Toad Horse beautifully. I know. Look, the thing is, my couch is the same shape as that, but it's yeah. linen. And that's why I remembered it from in store going, oh. oh, it is quite beautiful. No, no. It's Oz Design. Oz Design. Oz Design. Yeah, those, those blokes have no idea. It's like when you watch Property Ladder and all those shows and the, the people are doing DIY renovations and they're pulling up all the tiles and then Sarah Beanie comes along and goes, actually, that's like priceless limestone. That's worth like a, a, a thousand pounds a tile. And they're like, oops. Or when they're looking at a house going, oh, I don't like the decor. Guess what? The owner's taking it with them. Yeah. <laughs> Slap a bit of paint on, done. Uh, oh, let's pull out this vintage fireplace and pave it over. Yeah. Okay, you've taken away some value there. So the Brennans have no clue. And um, that's when Ned says to Tyler that he's into an older woman and oh, Tyler calls yeah. her a cougar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is great. Love it. Some people are offended by the term cougar, but I think it's cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's like, no, get on it, mate. Yeah. Tyler's like, hey, you don't need to talk to me about age not being a barrier. I'm yeah. just pursuing a schoolgirl. Ned, as much as I love him, he spends so much time by that Turner pool, Turner house pool. Like, he must be freezing his nipples off. Oh, it's, and like, thank God she sent him out of the house to get some odd jobs done because he wasn't doing nothing. It, it is, has he got PTSD? Because it's like he's turning that pool into a Zen garden. <laughs> he's, he's like raking the surface. Oh. And I, t- I tweeted, I've got a bit of a tweet chat going on with mm. Ben Hall, mm. Ned Willis, and he. I said, guys, that pool's clean. That pool yeah, is yeah. clean. There's nothing left to clean there. And he, his theory is that Ned's got a running phobia of bees in that pool. <laughs> but, okay, Nellie Fish is allergic to bees. Oh, yeah. And you don't see Toadie out raking the pool every day. No, because no one. there's probably a layer of scum on that pool. No one's using <laughs> the Rebecca pool. But, okay, hang on. As a side note, Vaya... Have you been planning your wedding to um, Ben Hall yet? Because <laughs> I, I can see there's a lot of there's a lot of um, liking of tweets going on. Yeah, and it's it's just it's fun when someone likes your tweet because they've got the love heart for feature now. Yeah, it's yeah. not a little start, so it gives you a little like spring in your step. And you know, whatever we're just you were just so yeah, Twitter I mean, friends. Speaking of <laughs> cougars, maybe I, I had a moment of horror during the week because um, I was like, how old is Ben Hall? And I realised he was 23 and then I, my baby brother's just turned 23. <laughs> we're, t- we're 10 years apart and 
I was like, wow, home just brought it home. Um, you know, it's fine. But look, he loves an older woman. It's okay. Yeah. The, the green light's there. We're just riffing. Just, We're just, just riffing. But the bad news is that you would have to actually bang Drab first before he gets oh attracted God. to you. God damn it. Take one for the team. As long as, it, as long as he's Drab from his Dance Academy era where he was not Drab, where he was quite fun, where he was in leotards and doing pirouettes and jetés. Oh, I'd love to see Drab in a leotard. Yeah, Dance Academy. So gross. Get the DVDs. <laughs> no, thanks. It was great fun. Okay. We build up to this moment, right, where he is going to put the moves on. I was a little bit disappointed because they kept saying the same dialogue they've been saying last week. He kept mm. saying, you're too good for my dad. Yeah. I appreciate you. And what's he doing with Tarange? Yeah. Yeah. He's cheating on you. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, yeah. we can mix up the dialogue here. And... I got a bit excited when I saw her in her orange bathers, which how many different pairs of bathers does Loz have? And they're all that kind of vintage 50s mod cloth design, which fair enough, you know, mod cloth shipping is pretty expensive. So if you see a few on sale, you grab a few, put them in your basket and order them. But not many people can pull off an orange swimsuit. I know. It's very bold of Loz. (laughs) And I was a bit disappointed that he had that two-tone tie-dyed shirt on. (laughs) That was a weird <laughs> choice from wardrobe, but I guess it was fitting with the warm tone colours. Yeah, yeah. But okay, she kind of leads him on a bit because she's like, he goes, he says, I care about you. And she's like, thanks, Ned. I care about you too. I'm I like, know. Honey. She's, she's so naive. Honey, that's not what you say. She was asking him about the Tinder girl he went out with and he was saying that she won't stop messaging him. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was, that was hashtag handsome man problems, that one. Yes. <laughs> like that would have given her such a thrill, that Tinder girl, to have scored mm. a date with him. And he's like, nah shut it down and then Loz is packing up the magazines from the side of the pool and then he just he says that the tinder girl wasn't um open and sensitive and honest and you know he wants someone like Loz and that's when he goes in for the kiss and and the honk as as the boys were saying last week (laughs) the full boob honk I I stand by that I I don't think maybe a light brush there's a brush there's definitely a brush of the boob yeah well there was some loitering in that Mm. mid area but look it was a lengthy kiss she one Mississippi, two Mississippi, that like she did with when she saw his wang. Exactly. She loitered. She's and, oh. lingered. That's what I meant to say. Ling- <laughs> she loitered. <laughs> she loitered. That, he was that, loitering. That everyone was loitering by that pool. Yeah. No, but no, that was definitely a lengthy kiss. It wasn't, you know, okay, if some, if, say your stepson goes the pash, Ew. you'd be like, ah, and then like push them away, yes. surely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've been in a scenario at a what? bar. No, not, <laughs> not been married. Don't have. My partner doesn't have kids. But in a bar where an unwanted advance comes at you, you can you push that away. Yeah. Like, you recoil. Mm. If it's welcomed, you know, you act how laws yeah. acts and you roll with it. Yeah, you go, honk, honk. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was great. And that leads us into Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday the 31st of May. Xanthia's humiliated her secret has been revealed Ned makes an emotional plea to Lauren and Paul gives Steph an impossible choice. Um, I was furious on Tuesday because Foxtel, our cable service here, cut off the start of Tuesday and I was running home from work. I think that happened to CJ too. And it cut off the kiss aftermath. Like, Uh. what do I live for? I live for kisses on television and the aftermath. Exactly. Weirdly, it didn't cut out for me, but Mm. I didn't even... I don't know. I was distracted during because it was on the scene before the credits. Yes. Which quite often I'm not paying attention because they've already run through the reruns of yesterday or whatever. Yeah. But, but they was, always have this very quick scene before the credits kick in. Yeah. Which which I like the concept now. Yeah. But what do you think? Very underwhelming. The reaction to the kiss. 
Yeah, I was thought it would be a bit more thrilling. It's like I thought like she you, pushes him away. Did, look, were you expecting a bit of kind of like <gasps> and fiery uh, fiery glances yes. between each other and a bit of we shouldn't be doing this gear mm-hmm. and forbidden fruit and so, yeah. Except he says a really outdated term, like line which was like you want this. I know you You want this too or something like that. Oh, that's getting a little bit blurred lines. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, instead of I would have predicted him to say something like I'm into you or I'm into this. or It, it was just a really weird way he phrased it. A bunch of us online were um, Natsuki82 was like, more, I need more. Exactly. Like, there wasn't enough there. Um, I reckon there's still another one on the horizon. Cause, so she shuts it down. She looks, but she has been pretty hostile for the rest of the week to him. And I think, yeah, she's just trying to bury her feelings because she said, I don't want this. I don't want this at all. And I'm like, well, why are you hanging around him a lot and flirting with him and touching him and letting him touch you? And like letting him life model for you as well. Yes. It's it's, it's very peculiar. Um, Why isn't she at work? Why isn't he at work? she's, She's doing half shifts at the cafe now. Tell you what, that that's like Sonia's nursery, the bloody Harold's now. <laughs> at least she's got staff at the cafe. At least her daughter occasionally pulls a shift. No, oh, pa- Paige is pulling more than shifts. She is like running that whole damn business yeah. now. Which is great. Why didn't I mean this whole thing about her doing arts at uni? Why didn't she go do a hospitality course? Mm. Um, and just she would actually be perfect running a bar. Perfect. She? she could take over off air bar. I'm actually quite sad that we're spending more time in that junk room in the. Mm. Erinsboro than we are do, in do the off air bar. They must have dismantled off air. Yeah, it's quite sad. I mean, sure, we mocked it and it's glass jar cocktails and it's board games on the table <laughs> and it's hard rubbish furniture. Oh, and um, Carl in like bloody hipster shirts, His... which have now gone to Walter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the local GP like puts mixes you up a cocktail, but mm. I miss it. I know. Look, it was a different venue, which was always fun. Yeah. So, and then Ned was dropping some truth bombs on um, Drab and Tarage. Yeah, so straight away post-rejection from his dad's GF, he runs over to find his dad. Yeah. He was furious, so he just let, cut sick and was like, you're having an affair with Tarage, just like you had an affair yeah. with... On my mum. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And just, just exactly the way you did to hook so, up with Lauren and... Yeah. Look, and yeah, he's absolutely nailing what a shitty human being um, Drab is. Yeah. And then they sit down and have a beer. <laughs> And I kept, I couldn't it's stop. Gonna, no, mate, it's all all right. And I couldn't stop thinking, you just passed your dad's girlfriend. Now you're drinking his beer. This is not, <laughs> this is not okay. Cutting his lunch. Yeah. And then is that the point where Drab reveals the secret? Yes. He is a leaky sieve. And why not tell your life partner? Yeah. Why does he trust Ned with this information? Because Ned was in a gang and he can keep... I know. And Ned is shifty as hell anyway. He hasn't done much to, to prove his reliability so far. I think he's too nice to be in a gang. Oh, they are. <laughs> he's not your husband yet. You don't have to defend him. Okay. He just hasn't displayed gang behaviour other than getting tats. And everyone's got tats these days. Do you? No. Well, I don't. <laughs> Actually, my cats do on their ears. <laughs> don't think that counts. Yeah. I reckon Ned will drop to rage in this with the cops. Ooh, interesting. Yep. Okay. But the funny thing is he changes his tune mid-sentence. Mm. As soon as his dad says, Tarage and I are concealing this false confession that Tarage is paying for from Candace Alley, and, we, and there's a lot of discussion we need to have about this, even though we've done it, <laughs> yeah. we've hidden it, and we're not doing anything else, When that's why we're not having an affair. And he goes, oh. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Sure, I'm on board. 
Okay, one, it's perjury. How yeah. come no one has an issue with perjury? It's disgusting. It's not actually... Okay, so they don't know for sure that Paul did it. No. So essentially the person who did do it could just be going scot-free. And which doesn't bring justice for the manslaughter of Josh anyway. No. For some reason, this now eradicates Ned's feelings for laws or on the surface. He's like, okay, well, I guess since my dad's not cheating on my his girlfriend, I don't find her hot anymore and I don't want to bang her anymore. So let's all be friends again. Yeah. What? No, it's it doesn't make any sense. And, you know, that, that actually makes me trust Ned less. Because mm. then she... She comes over and sees them and he's like, I've got to apologise to both of you. I haven't been fair. <laughs> and then they both had like the awkward seal face going on, like, don't tell my secrets. <laughs> and she looks mortified. Loz looks mortified in that scene. I loved it. Like, don't tell my boyfriend that I kissed his son. <laughs> then they have this moral dilemma in this episode where she says, well, I've got to tell him he's my partner. I've got to tell him the stuff that you did at me. And, and Ned's like, please, no, we're just becoming back on good terms again. Don't take my father away from me. Yeah. It's <laughs> so manipulative. And it's not like uh, um, Drab and Laws haven't kept massive secrets from no. each other in the past. God, no. <sighs> I mean, it's creepy. I'd be like, okay, Ned, get out of my house at this stage. And it's good to have a bit of mystery in a relationship. Yeah. You don't want everything out in the open. No, That's not at boring. all. It is boring. So have your little dirty secret, Laws. Don't run with it. <laughs> oh, and then now we're back with... Um, Paul yeah. in the bush. Yeah. Poor old forest stump. He's looking cold. He's like um, slumped down by a tree stump. And uh, Mary, our mate on Twitter at Jus de Fruit, uh, said, Is Paul going to camp for the rest of his life? Mm. And it seems like that's what he's he going to do. He does not have a plan. No. He should have gone and hopped in the tinny to Indonesia. That's, that's <laughs> all he needed to do. Done a Tony Mockbell. And the fact that his phone seems to be in working order still, like he's got good phone yeah. battery. And if, okay. I, if I'm away from my charger for 24 an hour, hours, yeah, <laughs> an hour, things are dire with that phone. Yeah, yeah. I guess he's turned off Wi Fi. He's probably not getting Wi Fi out there. <laughs> His apps aren't updating in the background. Okay, so but who turns up? Jacker. It's Bush Tucker Jacker. <laughs> I don't know where they are, but it's obviously, I think he's just in a park. He must have sent a GPS pin to Jacker to go, come to here, come to this spot. It's it's bizarre how many people actually find Paul in the bush this week. Because he, you know, what, what's going on? He gives such an accurate description. It's like just west of that bendy tree. <laughs> I'm the guy with the cap. The thing is, when looking at the scene that Paul's in, it doesn't look that bushy there. But the thing is, it's actually super easy to get lost in the bush. You, yeah, yeah. You can like you can look into it and maybe only see ten meters into it, and and then suddenly, oh, okay, I've lost the road or whatever. If this was real life, we wouldn't hear from Paul for a year, and there'd be like a massive missing <laughs> missing person manhunt. <laughs> Just find a skeleton with a pathetic cap on it. And actually, at the moment, there is a manhunt going on because they've sent Ned, uh, not Ned, on the brain, Nate off to do a bit of SES work. Yeah, but he wasn't in his SES overalls. No, he was just in a shirt. That's yeah. boring. But how do they know he's in the bush? I'd be like, let's check the bus stop, let's check the airports, yeah. the trains or anything. All his um, old hotels, all his where every city where he's got a family member living. Maybe just check like room 13 at the Erinsborough. Qu- Queensland, Charlene's yep. Automotive. Yeah, he could exactly. be hiding in a boot yeah. of a car up there. Maybe he's just gone and hidden in Hillary's ensuite or something. <laughs> it's the bush is not your first port of call. No, not unless you're already camping in the bush when you go mm. missing. And then Jacka says he can get Paul a mm. passport to get out of Australia, but he needs another. Was it five thousand? Yeah, it's very yeah. resourceful of Jacka, I find. 
Mm. It's great. You can be able to whip that up. I know. And also, no, Australia has smart passports. I actually think that would be pretty damn difficult. That's so. why he needs the 5K. He's got to get a special machine or no, something. No, but th- that's why you hop on the boat to Bali. And then you, <laughs> you find a country that has, like, easy-to-replicate passports and then fly oh. out of Indonesia on that, saying you're Gregor Bladerblue and... <laughs> You've thought this out very extensively. If I ever need to leave Australia, that's how I'm doing it. I'm doing like the reverse refugee shuffle. If I ever run into trouble with the law, I'm coming in to chat to you. (laughs) Um, Also, isn't he jumping bail? Won't he already go to prison for violating his bail conditions anyway? I don't know. It's all very strange. Look. Anyway, and then who finds him next? Steph. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, like, what's he say? Look, I'm just sitting on, like, a fallen tree trunk. You'll see it. You'll be right. He's a terrible hider. It's like at camp. We used to play this game, Lantern Stalk, and you had to... Was this at night? Like, hide at sea? Yeah, it was amazing. It was the best. I think we did that, too. I was a bit scared, though. But they put the lantern on, and you all disperse Mm. in the wilderness, and then you each had to hide and then slowly make your way back to the lantern without getting caught. Yep. And... Like, I was often just lazy and you'd sit there and find a hiding spot that wasn't that good and then just hope your friends would come and chat to you and you just have little gossip <laughs> sessions till the end of the game. This is what he's done. He's found yeah, the yeah. worst hiding spot and hopefully his friends will come and find him to keep him yeah, company. It's, it's very peculiar. Oh, and so this is the point where Steph's in her own moral dilemma because she doesn't want to part with this cash to fund Paul's fugitive lifestyle. Mm. And he said, it's okay, I can sign my half over to you. Um, mate, surely the bond would have come from your half anyway. Yeah. Like, was, like, I don't even understand the logic. Why would Steph be putting up her own property for that and, and not his? And they don't even have half a share each. A part of that share belongs to the Willises because Doug had a share. Was it he had grand? 20K. Oh, that's right. So surely the Willises need to be consulted on this because like, some of that's in they their name. They've completely forgotten about that, haven't they? It's wonderful. <laughs> uh, right. Old, um, that's where Ned should be working. He should be filling in Josh's old role at the Erinsboro. Ned doesn't want to, and I don't blame him. I mean, there is a pool there that needs cleaning. <laughs> it probably needs a deep clean, as do those showers. So, but, uh, no, he, no, he's, he's above it. <laughs> he's above it. <laughs> he's not doing any old shit that Although, Josh did. Okay, I, I want to talk later in the week about the job that he gets too. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. Um, so we're, we're back at the resolution of the Zancan thing in this ep as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. So... They finally tell Sheila and she hustles her way down to the surgery. Because, of course, because that's what she does best. Yeah. And back at the um, waiting room, you see the previous patient led out of the <laughs> surgery and she's got, literally has a Band-Aid over the bridge of her nose. Yeah, she's... Not even like a bit of, um, you know, like white bandage on it. She's had rhinoplasty and they make her look very sad to, I guess, be a cautionary tale to Xanthi that, you know, if you get plastic surgery, it will hurt. But she might not have been a cosmetic procedure. She might have a deviated septum, this woman. Yes, exactly. <laughs> She might have actually like lost her septum to drugs yes. or something. Well, there could be um, people get breast reductions if they have back pain, and mm. it's, it's not just not everyone who walks out of a cosmetic no. clinic. Have yeah. you seen Extreme Makeover? Because I, I a few years back, I went through a whole jag of watching no, it. I don't have the stomach for that sort of stuff. You see the people come out of Extreme Makeover, like you'll see them the next day. Their faces are completely bandaged up. They're puffy oh. as anything. It's it's not a pretty thing getting um, plastic surgery on your face. It's not coverable by a Band-Aid. Maybe she just went in to get some Biore strips to cleanse her pores. 
fantastic. They're always fascinating. Yeah. So, yeah, Sheila yanks her out of there and gives them a spray for letting an under a minor come and get cosmetic exactly. surgery. And they said, oh, but they said, she sent an email that her mum had. That, mom, yeah, nah. Are you, you know kidding? what? I, I would be like, get my deposit back. Mm. Or I will be going to the AMA about this and you can lose your license. Because then they reveal later in the week that she can't get her deposit no. back. Are you kidding? No, 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 no. Uh, I'd be, yeah, I'd be going to a current affair as well. Yeah. And, well, they've already done a story on her mum, so they'll just dig out, <laughs> dig out the archival footage. No, but and surely the doctor should lose her license. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, shonky. So we get back to Sheila's house and Zankan's sitting on the couch in her appropriately fuzzy sweater. Yes. Um, journaling. Yeah, which it looks like a textbook because it had coloured tabs and yeah, dividers yeah. and stuff. But she's dyslexic. Yeah. When did like she start writing? That is a weird story thread that they left untied. Much they, like Amy's anorexia. Yeah, she's she had learning difficulties at the start of term one, and now she can by the halfway through the year she can write elaborate journal entries about her <laughs> mental health issues. <laughs> Her body dysmorphia. And then Pipes comes in wearing one of Sonia's old caftan cast-offs. So <laughs> well, it's hard rubbish. She's probably gone I don't through. I know. Did that send up your antenna? Are we on bump watch again? I'm, I'm concerned. Nah, she hasn't. Oh, with Chaz's Ooh. spawn. Ooh. That could be frightening. Um, yeah, there's now, there's now a revolving door of people that are coming to tell Xanthi that she's beautiful and she doesn't need to worry about her, yeah. her self-esteem issues. Um, which like, whatever, you're all uglier than me. Made my blood boil. <laughs> and then, yeah, Sheila gathers oh. the girls together to give her, you're all beautiful and amazing. Yeah, which is lovely. She was giving a lesson on self-love in a metaphorical sense. <laughs> Thank God. But, yeah, it was actually really nice. And she was going on about how with her own boobs that they breastfed her children and everything. And I was like, oh, that's Yeah, it nice. was very sweet. However, it, it made me a little bit annoyed. That it reminded me of like a Danny Tanner Full House uh, um, life talk at the end yeah. of the episode. And you know that that issue is going to go away in the next episode. No one's going to have body issues. Yeah. Whereas really these things take decades to resolve. Yeah. And you know what? I'd be looking at my grandma going, if I had got just 10% of her boobs, I would have a normal set of norgs, okay? Yeah, she should have gone, exactly, Grandma. I wanted to have boobs like yours. No, no, no. Like 10% of hers. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that annoyed me. Okay, so Wednesday's episode. Yeah. We're back in the bush. And some great location work from the production team this oh, week. And Paul's looking even more forlorn. I'm surprised <laughs> he's not actually dead at this stage. But yeah, good for you, Paul. And um, who turns up next? Oh, just come one, come all. Is it Nate? The, you know, the SES searcher? No, no. It's a 10-year-old. Boy. Yeah. Yes. So uh, Jimmy has overheard Amy telling, Steph telling Amy that Paul's on the lamb in the bush. Um, and, you know, look, Australia's a big place. Actually, she says it's a national park. He's staying, he's at the corner on, he's in the corner of this national park. And that's enough information for Jimmy to Google and you, get the ever, bus there. Have you ever known a small national park? No. 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 Um, I don't even know that there's one so close to the city. No, I don't think there is at all. And look, frankly, that sort of bushland isn't anywhere near Erinsborough no, anyway. it'd just be a nature reserve. Yeah. Or something, yeah. But even like up in the Dandenongs, it looks different to that. It's more lush. Mm. Anyway... We're diverging because yeah. clearly it's, they're in a park somewhere near <laughs> the, the Channel 10 studios. Granddad's hiding at the park. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy takes the day off school to uh, hop on a bus and go see Gramps. Yeah. But how did, how, look, look, I'm still like baffled. How the hell did he find him? Does he have the shining? 
Now, I've not seen that movie. What is The Shining? Yes, what? Okay, one, tonight, go and see The Shining because no. it is tonight, amazing. Tonight, I'm going to see The Sound of Music at the Regent Theatre. So, okay, well, you live near the Astor um, Theatre. Next yes. time it's on, go there because okay. that's actually the place to go and see it because okay, it's great. terrifying. Yeah. It is one of – it's one of the scariest movies yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, put the book in the um, freezer. Stan- Stanley Kubrick. Friends it's, throwback. Yeah, it's amazing. And what is it? Is it a spoiler if you tell me what The Shining is? Uh, is it like this? Is it a sense? It's, yeah, it is. It's a sense. It's like a telepathic sense. And, um, yeah, basically that. I think Jimmy's got The Shining. And that's how he found Paul. Paul. Yeah, maybe he, like, he shined with Paul and they yeah, I mean, finding. I guess he did. Maybe he took half the day wandering around that park. Oh, actually, it could be a bit like Game of Thrones. Bran. Maybe he's like doing that. Oh, he's got the sight or whatever it's it called. called. I've forgotten the word. Morging? I don't know. <laughs> that sort of thing. He can, yeah. he can move mentally. Maybe he's an indigo child. Maybe Sonia needs to do do the talk show circuit. Oh, not Sonia. Amy. <laughs> Amy. Amy. <laughs> <laughs> get some, get this working for her. Yeah. Put, put him through uni. Okay. So Jimmy finds him, and Paul's all like, "Okay, mate. Um, yeah, you need to push off now." It's like the person who needs to leave this situation is you, fugitive. You're doing a terrible job of it. But you, you, if if I found any child wandering by themselves in the bush, I'd be like, "Okay, let's get back to civilization." <laughs> and I'm taking you with me, and I'm going to make you sure you're safe because kids get lost, and then they don't get found. And now, does he get bitten by something? I'm, yeah, I couldn't tell what happened. He was look. I, think I thought was, he had poison ivy on him or something. I don't think it was a snake. I look at to me. It felt more like a bee because it was kind of he had this anaphylaxis oh, response. The bees, to it. the bees are <laughs> frankly epidemic. Look, it could be a spider. Could be whatever. Yeah, and he has this allergic reaction and puffs up. Mm. So now Paul's in it because he's got to get back to safety and yeah. get Jimmy some help and then turn himself back in. Yeah, um, but the thing is, like, why isn't Paul at least even hitchhiking to Sydney? Yeah. Yeah, or like just find a, a, a do- dodgy trucker. It'd be quite easy. hundred bucks. Yeah, there it'd you be go. quite easy to hitchhike if you're in a sling in a cast. If you're in a sling and you're hobbling, people oh, would be like, "Well, actually. he's not going to do any damage." No, no, that's like a t- that's like a Ted Bundy thing. Really? Where you pretend to be injured so you look you know less threatening, oh, and then no. like it's a fake injury. No way would I pick up someone with an arm in a sling. <laughs> okay. Well, this is why I don't do things like hitchhike. Yeah, or, or pick I'm up a, hitchhikers. I'm a noob. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, okay. Well, you're right then. A truck driver or someone would have been. Yeah, yeah. particularly if they're like hopped up on drugs. He's got his 3K. Chuck him a pineapple and away you go. Exactly. A pineapple for the Brits is a $50 $50 note. note Because they're yellow (laughs) like a pineapple. (laughs) So anyway, they're wandering around. Back at Ned and Laws, she is frustrated. She is – she's got herself worked up into a temper because Ned doesn't want her to uh, fess up to drab. That no, they nearly, she's that, very angry about this whole situation. And you know when two people who are into each other get angry, you know what's around the corner? Another pash. <laughs> but she is, like, she is just completely 180 to it. She, she knew he was into her. In fact, my favourite um, tweet from you mm. was, don't bullshit, Loz, you were into it. <laughs> exactly. All, all caps. Yes, she was. But you know, you know, she was having all these DNMs with staff yeah. about the whole situation. She knew he was into her, mm-hmm. and she didn't take any steps to avoid being alone with him. No, which you would think would be the number one thing you do. They were in very close proximity mm. in a lot of those two shots. Uh, oh, this is the this is the moment where she starts trying to solve this problem by wanting him out of the house. She tells Drab. Get your son to get a job and pay some board or ship out. Exactly, and you know what? 
uh, while we're like talking about this drab, you pay some freaking board too. <laughs> all of the Willises are freeloading off poor Loz. Yeah, at least Paige is doing her bit by working at the calf. Yeah. Oh, look, and Paige is Loz's daughter. So yeah, well, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, he, he's a grown man in his 20s. Chip Paige, in, mate. He would be hanging around the house all that time in the pool. He would be having... Wasting all the hot water, mm. having showers after he I mean, swims. He, he, I mean, he is cleaning, doing the upkeep. He's doing mm. the outside upkeep. What's the bet? She has like one of those pool cleaners anyway, one of those like automated the Creepy machines. crawlies. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, why don't they have a creepy crawly? That's a good gift idea. <laughs> Blanda from Queensland, if you're looking for a Mother's Day present or something, pop a creepy crawly in the mail. Just like Loz needs to sell that house, sell the business Move to Queensland mm. and help look after her grandchild. Yeah, and I'm, I'm surprised she didn't take five and go to Queensland to clear her head of all this yeah. nonsense. Uh, now, the great thing is, Ned uh, Drab does tell Ned, mate, why don't you get a job? And he takes it upon himself to drive by the local tattoo parlours and he's spotted one in Anson's Corner. Yeah. So, yeah, Anson's Corner, not just delicious iced coffees. At the bakery, no. They've got a, a buzzing tattoo parlour that is uh, needs help wanted, has help <laughs> wanted signs in the window and are happy to take interviews over the phone. They don't even need to see your portfolio. They don't even need to see your sketchbook. Now, Vaya, would you go to this tattoo parlour? No. <laughs> and how did you hire your, your newest artist? Oh, we just had a chat on the phone. Have you seen any of his designs? Yeah. Nope. Oh, mate, where did you learn how to tattoo? Oh, yeah, when I was in a gang in prison or whatever. <laughs> what the fuck? No. Have you done an apprenticeship anywhere? Mm. Nah, no, nah, I'm just, you know, here's my tattoo design. So he gets he gets a trial. Okay, granted, they only bring him in for a trial, but still. That really concerns me because who is he trialing on? <laughs> he uh, Hopefully it's like a leg of lamb or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he's still got to pierce someone's flesh. <laughs> I would be wanting to see actual photos or meet actual clients of this guy before mm, letting him on. Yeah. Because there's, like, there's tattooists on Instagram who've got like you know, massive followings. You see the, the updates at work mm. and everything. It's, yeah. Maybe he's got an Instagram account that he sent them. Oh, please. If, <laughs> if anyone finds Ned's Instagram, just send it to us. <laughs> okay. So Walt comes into Sonia's house and he's like, oh, I've just been chatting to Carl. Yeah, that, he's really into music. Yeah, what a great guy. It's like, mate, you clearly haven't been here long mm. if you're not sick of the right prescription. It's his first rodeo. He doesn't understand. Yeah. Not to encourage Carl. Now, just to reset, Walter is this um, long-lost uncle of Sonia's yeah. who's struggled with his own addictions and he's um, blown in to reconnect with her. And, okay, my personal theory is that he looks a hell of a lot like Shane Bourne. Yes, he does. And it creeps me out. And I'm confused because he, Greg Stone, the actor, played a um, gambling addict on Winners and Losers, another oh, Aussie okay. drama. Oh, so he's a man with – he depicts a man with issues yeah, as well. he's an Everything's Anonymous alumni. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm always confused when I see him because I'm like, is it gambling? Is it drinking? Is yeah. it a great Australian joke? <laughs> <laughs> Thank God you're here. <laughs> I think we've missed discussing a scene where – um, Walt was discussing with Sonia the a masquerade party that Sonia's parents once yeah, went to. Yeah, to be honest, I've missed a few scenes that didn't involve Ned. But he – so the whole thing is she's been delving back into the archives to work out what happened the night her parents died and puts it together that he was in the car on yeah. the night of the crash. Oh, because she's asked Dull Cop for mm. the um, accident report. Mm. Which looked to me, she's what, 32 or something? Mm. And she's only just getting curious about her parents' accident? Yeah, surely when you're 18, she and Jade, Jade would have done some digging for sure. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, look, but look, there's, there's I many... guess she had other problems. She was like on Grey Street trying to get by. Yeah. 
she'd father, she'd um she'd given birth to a kid that she couldn't handle. She had Dita Brummer giving a backhand. Oh, she looked she had a lot on. Getting to the truth, Nancy Drew style, was not high on her list of priorities. <laughs> Other things, getting high was on her priorities. <laughs> she was battling her demons. And anyway, so she's got the accident report now. And she's like, hang on, Walter was in the car. And this is the moment where he decides, you know what? The jig is up. I'm your dad. Surprise. Yeah, surprise. I'm your real dad, not your uncle. <laughs> You're a wizard, Sonia. <laughs> Sonia, I am your addict father. And so clearly she's inherited her problems with addiction from yeah. Pops. It's like, Sons, your mum was a massive sluzzer, just like you. <laughs> yeah, ew, imagine going for the brother. I mean, that does happen a lot on um, neighbours, going for the sibling. Mm. But ew. But you know what? Okay, so I'm guessing that... I can't the- imagine ever hitting on my... Bo- my boyfriend's got three brothers. And to yeah. me, that feels like they're my brothers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my husband's got three brothers yeah. too. Yeah, no. Ew. No. Stepson, okay. different story, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so Sonia's parents were together, and then Sonia's mum had an affair with Sonia's uncle, the with her brother-in-law. Yeah, and then so, but then the parents decided to stay together rather than just going. Oh, how about we split up and yeah, yeah we'll raise, we'll get out of this situation because Jade wasn't even around then. No, we'll raise her as our own Sonia. Now, what is an issue that has been <laughs> troubling us for years? The fact that. Jade looks Eurasian yep. and Sonia, Sonia looks Anglo. Yeah. I think we may have found a po- possible solution to this problem. Yes. Okay. So you go, oh, well, maybe like they're brothers and old Shane-born Walt is mm. clearly white. Yeah. What if mm. um, Sonia's dad, dad in inverted commas, what if he was like adopted from Asia? Ooh. Ooh, this actually yes. makes sense now. That way Jade has a hint of him in her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. See? See, it's all coming together. That's why Jade and Sonia don't look alike. So it's not just Kaczakinski syndrome. It, it could be plausible. It's actually believable. Oh, this would be yeah. incredible. I would love mm. it. I'd love for them to show a picture of the Mitchells and show yeah. that <laughs> Papa Mitchell was actually um, Van Nguyen from yes. Vietnam. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, we've reasoned that away yep, perfectly. Okay, done. So heading into Thursday, the whole the bombshells dropped. I yeah. am your father, and she's she's all angry that she was basically abandoned by him in her time of need. Which fair, fair is enough. Fair call. But she did the same thing to her son. Yeah, and he years. and look, when you've got an addictive personality, he he went off the rails. He'd lost his brother and the chick he loved. Yeah, and and she was being raised by her grandmother. Which, yeah, which yep, fair enough. And she was with her sister there. She knew her grandma. Done. Yeah, yeah. Not like Sonia, who left Callum <laughs> with exactly the same woman, but who is now twenty odd years older. Yeah, who's like, like can't enjoy her goal, her twilight years. She would have been ancient looking after Callum before yeah. she carved it. Yeah, oh, poor woman. Yeah, she never got to enjoy her life. No, but I quite loved all of all of the Walter and Sonia scenes this week. I think Sonia. I think. Eve shines when she gets given dramatic stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was actually really good. Rather than goofy, wacky stuff. That's mm. why I kind of like her Meryl stuff she takes seriously, her parental issues she takes seriously. Yeah. I like it. It's good. 
You know what's disappointing though? Mm, yep. That um the Walter being the father thing came out on the internet like weeks ago. And that's that's really sad. It would have been a really good um bombshell to Is have. that one of the things you accidentally got spoiled by? Exactly, yeah. I didn't see it on the internet, but a bunch of us just guessed it. Because yeah. why have we brought back this random uncle? No one cares. On soaps. Yeah. I mean, in the real life you see all sorts of family members, cousins, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Aunties, whatever. Well, you get to leave the one suburb as well. So. <laughs> but on a soap, you have your parents and your siblings, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You don't have an uncle. So we were seeing that coming. And But I, she does this amazing turnaround on Thursday because she suddenly realises she's got a dad again and Nellie's got another grandpa and she wants another um, family member in her life. Nah, hold, hold your horses here, Vaya. <laughs> she's got a grandpa. She's got Toadie's dad who lives in Colac, Big Kev. We haven't seen him in no, years. No, he, I guess he's phoning it in. Some people don't take to grandparenthood. Yeah, that's true. But... <laughs> Hello? Like, he, he literally has a set of live grandparents about two hours' drive away. She's not into them. She wants... Well, she, yeah, look, she doesn't like Angie, so there you go. So, now, I have issues with Toady, though, because he's, like, all worried. Like, oh, no, we can't let an addict into your life well, and he's going to manipulate you and you're going to be hurt. Just just effing yeah, let her live her life. Adult. Yeah. She's grown up. She, family she, was, she was hooking it on the streets as a teenager. Yeah, she hasn't had much contact with actual blood relatives. Yeah. Give the woman a break. But I have to say, Toadie's acting was pretty good in that scene, the, the, when it was Walt, Sonia and Toadie. He okay. just spent the whole time slack-jawed silently with outraged looks on his face. Oh, because this is the point where um, Sonia rejects Walter and kicks him out and then he goes to mm. the pub to throw back a few beers. And actually, going back to how good Sonia was, she had real tears. Yeah. And she had, like, a droplet of tear coming off the end of her nose. Yeah, you can't fake that. No, no. <laughs> the tear sticks don't go down yeah. your nose. Um, so I think it's really beautiful. And is it Friday? Yeah, Friday is the Nelly Fish Day. Um, meanwhile, by the way, just as a B story, Nate's just leaving the show. I know. That's worse. That was the other thing which I've been spoiler alerted. Just write a, a couple, couple of weeks ago. Write a couple of scenes in. Off he goes. Oh. That's it. We're Devo. The best actor on Neighbours at the moment has just been given the ass. And also um, adds the diversity to the cast. Yeah, there's he's, actually no diversity now. Yeah. Um, he's like one of the only Aboriginal actors on a drama or a so- yep. oh, sorry on a yep. soap in this country particularly male aboriginal actors as yes well. he brought sexuality diversity yep and he was just fun he could do a good ceramic pig yeah, storyline yeah. he originated the ceramic pig storyline <sighs> so nice we barely knew you know that. he was he was oh the glass box glass box oh, the glass box he could do chemistry but he's decided that since doing his stint with the SES, he wanted to go back to his roots of serving our country and he he's re- decided to re-enlist. In the army, which, I don't know, didn't he have a medical discharge? Yeah, he's, Like his psych problem? He's not been coping well. Can so, you just get back in that way? Well, if if the serial season two Bogue Bergdahl story has taught us yeah. anything, it's that you probably shouldn't let mentally unstable people... Um, have guns? ...around weapon, <laughs> weapons and... <laughs> It doesn't even make sense that, like, you would think that he would have to be medically cleared to get back in there. If anything, I would have preferred him to go, maybe if he could go and get qualified to be a military um, psychologist Mm. and then he could go back in that way or something. Or if he did want to join emergency services, um, he could go rural and... Or join, like, the bloody fire brigade or something. Yeah, CFA. Yeah. Weird, oh, weird exit. It's and weird and oh, I'm just going to miss him. He and, was so good. And he got onto the same travel agent that Daniel and Emmy got onto because as soon as he made this new life choice, like, oh, 
going back to the army, within an hour he had a flight booked to Darwin. Yeah, where it's, he's it's just like Georgia. Doing it's, training. He's going to hop on the plane in an yeah, hour. Yeah, like he had everything sorted out, all the paperwork. He'd gone to – somehow he must have gone to Sheila and quit the pub job. <laughs> he's like sorted out his rent. How has he organised accommodation up in Darwin? Has because he, it, it was still a couple of weeks before hmm. he was starting. And they're like, why don't you stay? And he's like, no, nah, I'm heading off and this shithole. He's done mail forwarding in that time. Found accommodation, no, you know he would have left stuff for Suze to do. Suze would love it. Yeah, he probably left all his stuff. He's like, can you box that up and send it to me? Frankly, I can't blame him to wanting to get out of that hellhole house with Ben and Angus Ugh. living there. Yeah, that's a drag. And then not even a goodbye makeout sesh or kick to kick sesh with Aaron down the mines. Yeah, he's like, and he's like, do you want to come? Aaron thinks about it for ten minutes, goes, nah, I'm staying here. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, my business, it's just a bad time. My business is booming. Mate, you're unemployed. That's it. <laughs> like, what is your business? You're... You handle a girl's Instagram account. Yeah. Mate. I That's can, creepy. I can handle two Instagram accounts myself. <laughs> and as Nate pointed out, the internet is everywhere. Yeah. Bring your laptop and get it done. And there's, look, I'm sure there's plenty of fame whores up in Darwin that <laughs> <laughs> be willing to get out their boobs actually on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that whole thing was a fizzer. And, of course, we have the ceremonial driving off of the yellow taxi to mm. the airport. Which really distracted me because there's all these – you can see where people have come in and done burnouts on Ramsey Street. It's <laughs> <laughs> all these, like, rubber circles on the road from people – I got a lot of respect. Donuts. I got a lot of respect for the hoons that go, let's go to Ramsey Street. Let's, <laughs> go, let's go do some wheelies. Super distracting. There's go, Tony. Go back and look at it. There's Tony's house. Let's go. He's <laughs> feeling sick, mate. <laughs> and an amazing detail was the hard rubbish was still lying out yes. on the curb. Though that said, I didn't notice whether the esky was out there or not. I reckon Ned's probably popped that esky back in the shed. Put it, put some baking soda oh, and vinegar I'm, I'm in it, still, cleaned it out. That you would need an exorcism to get the stink out of that. <laughs> I didn't notice the the Brennan couch, so someone must have oh, snaffled that one up. Oh my god! Wait, wait till we get to that recliner. Oh, uh, that was the ceramic pig on Friday. Oh, <laughs> what happens if the PTSD kicks in again in Afghanistan? Which it undoubtedly will. Is he going to go sleep digging in Afghanistan? <laughs> I'm, I'm really worried about him. He will be killed. He'll be killed because he's like sleepwalking and with a shovel. That sounds like a movie my mum would see with Maggie Smith in it or something. Sleep digging in <laughs> Afghanistan. <laughs> Dame Judy Dench makes mm. an appearance. Oh, hang on. And this is where the ceramic pig storyline mm. kicks off right. for the week. Right. Yeah. Old mate Tyler turns up with a humongous, disgusting recliner that he's picked up from hard garbage. That's not that bad. Also, so it's actually been a long time coming having a ceramic pig storyline. Since the explosion, we haven't really had a proper one. Well, we kind of that Mandy was a bit ceramic piggish last week, but it was still kind of related, yeah, yeah. to John Doe, and this is this is like they're revisiting the odd couple with the Brennan brothers with uptight dull cop. I put it back down to Friends when they got ah. when they were Chandler and Monica were moving in together, and Monica didn't want Chandler's Barker lounger to come with her. Ah. Well, it's also rehashed from Frasier, where Frasier's dad has the most disgusting old yeah, recliner. It doesn't go with the decor. Yeah, and like Fraser drops it out of the window of their apartment and yeah, anyway. But, but then he has to like re-get another one. Bottom line is, couch stories, been done. <laughs> we don't need them. We're good. We actually, we should look it up on that, that Tropes website. Yeah, TV Tropes. So um, Dull Cop has got a really nice new kind of brown um, leather couch. Looks it's a bit Mad Men actually. Yeah, Reminded yeah. me of Don Draper's apartment. It's nice, it's tufted. 
And then Aaron's brought in like this gross mm. secondhand, well, yeah, bit of rubbish green yeah. recliner. And it's like, look, okay, I can understand that they want a comfy recliner in that house. And if a dull cop is that upset about it, just go to like some ugly furniture store like Sortino and get some sort of like at least new recliner mm. that doesn't smell like old man or and dog. T- Tyler, you've got your own room. Put it in there. Yeah. Put your TV this is in dull, your room. This is dull cop's house. He gets to say what yeah. furniture goes in it. Anyway, now we've neglected some stuff on Thursday because, quite frankly, it's pretty boring. But yeah, and, um, and look, basically, I hate the John Doe storylines because he's. I'm actually going to rename him John Dull. Yeah, he, it is terrible. Anyway, so yeah, when you're finding Dull Cop more exciting than John I know, Doe, it's, that, it's it's not a good sign. So Paige is just hanging out on her back porch, dressed up because she's going out with Courtney, yes. going out in the town. And it's like 4 p.m. or something. Yeah. She's already like completely dolled up. Yeah. she in Dressed to the nines. Yeah. Hair and makeup done. And normally a lot of the, these bars and clubs don't open till 11 p.m. Exactly. It's going to be a long, cold evening. <laughs> maybe, they're, maybe they're doing tapas first yeah. or something. Um, and then Doe turns up and he's like, oh, you know, I've, I've realized I want to be with you or something, isn't it? It's like he's, he's like saying I want to be around yeah, you whatever, and I've treated you poorly. It's mate. like she's nuts. She is actually nuts, isn't she? Yeah. For wanting to like persist with this weirdo yeah, this relationship. Yeah, basic instinct level yeah. creepiness. So Paige goes to kiss him and he does the biggest recoil like he's going to vomit. Yes. Like kind of oh, kind of that kind of. Which he puts down to muscle memory. So he's, yeah. he's lost his real memory. You know what that muscle memory but- is? He's gay, folks, yes. 100%. His body is like, I don't want this. Because, uh, yeah, at the moment now we've only got two gays in town and one's evil. It's Tom Quill. Oh, yeah, and he's not even a main player. No, no, no. So we need another gay yeah. to be the lid to Aaron's pot, yeah. so to speak. And so, yeah, he reckons it's muscle memory. Well, I don't know if that's a thing with amnesia, if your muscle memory kicks in before you. <laughs> Gag reflex, I think that's what it is. It's like, you're repulsive. Yeah, it's pretty grim to get knocked back by someone who's just said they're actually into you. I know. And the thing is, Paige is genuinely hot. I was actually I was surprised with the guys last week that they were talking more about Piper. Yeah, that's like, yeah, no, which I, is actually gross. I wasn't surprised, funnily <laughs> enough. But, uh, well, no, Paige, uh, yeah, she's very symmetrical and stunning. Yeah, she's beautiful. So by Friday... Walt's already fallen off the wagon and climbed back onto it again. Yeah, swiftly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he he's he's been pissed down at um the waterhole. Yeah, he wanted to have a few bevies with Carl. And look, he's a very happy drunk. Oh, he's he's a great time. Walt, Walt already looks more fun than anybody else in Ramsey Street. <laughs> I don't think he's got an alcohol problem. Yeah, he's, he's just gets jolly. Carl was such a stick in the mud. He was. He's like, oh mate, get down here. Yeah, cart your old man away. Mm. So they've brought him back and hosed him down, and then he's recovered quick sticks. Oh, yeah, no, because Sonia's still in the same outfit. Yes. Like, she's still wearing the same caftan jacket. Mm. So he's like, he's managed to sober up in about 30 minutes. And she's decided, come back tomorrow, we'll go to EA, and yeah, yeah. we'll sort you out. So, yeah. But he comes back, and Sonia's in the middle of, she's got to work from home. Oh, she's getting, getting all these calls from the media to make a statement about Paul's trial. Because have you ever seen a quote from a mayor in a newspaper in regards to a murder trial in that area? I don't think I've seen a quote from the mayor about anything, apart from something on a state level. Something self-serving in the local paper. Apart from the Lord Mayor. So he, she says, all right, you can stay, hang around here. Nell's not feeling 100%. Look after her. Yeah. And she comes out wearing the most amazing toddler outfit. Oh, she's very cute. Mismatched yeah. everything. And there's a series of very cute things. where oh, Nell's ad-libbing the whole thing. It's very, very cute. And if you haven't seen Fridays, go and see it. Just go, for the Nell. Definitely. And then when you've seen that, 
go watch on Art of Neighbours a spoof clip of the oh, song that's that brilliant. Sonia we might Mel. have to share that. Yes. To a, we'll link to it to our page. page. Yeah. So Sonia, so he starts singing this nursery rhyme. Oh yeah, it's based on Pop Goes the Weasel. Yeah, and he's and it, but like the way Sonia's going on about it's like he's written the the music to it's like Lady, it's a familiar tune. Yeah, it's like he's a member of the Wiggles. <laughs> No, it's not. It's not hard to do. Um, it's better than that bathtub song Steph made up for Nell yeah, that yeah. time. Um, there's a lot of people making up songs for Nell. Yeah. Oh, actually, it does happen when you have kids. So oh, okay. like, yeah. Uh, so there's this moment where Sonia remembers it from her childhood, and then um, she like enjoys. And he was doing some really cute yeah, granddad moves and yeah. singing with Nellie, and then puts her down for a nap, and then makes her a fairy catcher out of an old. Oh racket from the hard garbage this it's oh. okay i'm thinking maybe another analogy for hard garbage it's like the wombles as well <laughs> going out, making good use of the things that you find things that the everyday folk leave behind so he's tied a bunch of streamers to this racket and he's after her nap he's like let's go catch some fairies and yeah. there's a gorgeous scene of the two of them frolicking in the garden yeah and but toad's there by that stage just kind of giving him greasies too like what the hell is this old He's drunk hanging judgy around. eyes as opposed to the old junkie who's the it's like, mum it's like calm down he's being supervised yeah that was adorable and then it culminates in this moment where sonia's singing the song doing the actions and then yeah, N- nell joins in oh yeah, oh, yeah. your ovaries your ovaries there yeah they were exploding and yeah. i i loved it like okay it, it's all well and good to have unmissable drama but sometimes you just want cute nice family scenes yeah and yet Nellie always brings a great deal of charm to whatever scene she's yeah, in. she brings it and then we have the okay so paul case. paul has, has got bail lucy has bailed him out how does that man keep getting bail he'd be in the news by now by saying hmm. you know fugitive ex ex crim fugitive granted hmm. bail again okay so if Lucy has decided to bail him out, which I think she was contacted by staff to do so, Lucy, I, I find her quite responsible for a lot of Paul's ills yeah. at the moment because – so she sold the hotel under him. Yeah. You think that she would have compensated him or got him a new job or something like yeah. that? No. no anyway, or at least bail. bailed his friggin' clothes out of the dry cleaners. Or bought him a better lawyer Yeah. earlier on. Or somewhere to live. And so now Staff's on this crusade to get Toad to represent Paul for the criminal trial, which is, like, tomorrow. That's oh, such a bad idea. At least get Tim Collins. Tim Collins has a history of winning. And if the price is right, Tim Collins will be there for you. Oh, yeah. He'd probably even be- do this case just to get in the media. Exactly. And, oh, it just really pisses me off because Toadie just has a, a history of failure when it comes oh. to every single case he's on. And so the case he puts forward, he eventually gets guilted into it is that um you've got no chance of winning this so you need to plead guilty and just take the sentence they give you i gotta say i'm really bored by all of this paul is innocent paul is guilty trial lawyer who blew up lassiter's i am done with it i'm so done with it i'm done but every night i get newly outraged again when they talk about how he murdered Doug. No, he had nothing to do with Doug. Doug died of natural causes and it was a merciful, merciful release oh. for him. He would have just deteriorated into like absolute, you know, like he would have been completely demented. Yeah. If anything, it would have maybe added one more count of reckless misconduct to yeah. the bill, but that's it. And I, if, if he says I didn't do it one more time, I'm going to stop watching. I can't hear it anymore. Yeah. And he always does it in the same tone. We get you're distressed. We get it. But try and vary the delivery a bit. 
he's getting so defeated now. It's, it's sad. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I fast forward the trial and the fact oh. that they think the trial is going to take a day, a day. You wouldn't even get your opening arguments on the first I'm, I'm day. I'm horrified by that. Uh, yeah, exactly. It would take, well, when you go for jury duty. I think Guess what? Could... I've been called for jury duty. <gasps> awesome. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like most trials are like three to four days. Well, they tell you on the jury duty form, they tell you it, on average it'll take up to a week. Yeah. So keep like that's what you'll be put like called away for. Mm, mm. Um, could be more, could be less, but yeah, keep a week in mind. I would like to think that if I was charged with murder, oh. the trial would take more than one day because that kind of sounds a bit third world country esque, oh, yeah. and like just just take him out by the firing squad out in the back alley. It's like it would take less than a, it would take a day to get through your opening statements, get through the prosecution and the defence's arguments. Oh, yep. also pick the jury as well. <laughs> jury selection would take half the day, so. I mean, it's it's all nice. We've got some shots of the Supreme Court next week. I know it's a bit exciting. That is really Melbourne Supreme Court. Yeah, so, Victoria's. Yeah, so that's very nice that they've dipped into the budget for that. Mm. But if you're going to add that layer of realism, at least get the timeline right. Yeah, and also Supreme Court. Toadie's not a barrister. <laughs> you need to be a barrister in there. He would be assisting a barrister, and on a murder trial. And doesn't he usually do corporate law? I mean, I know he's done. Yeah, manslaughter I'm, I'm trials before frankly he's he's a conveyancer isn't he he's just sorting out titles and stuff but yeah and then kind of segues into um murder trials Ugh. oh and also you these trials don't happen they don't fast track these sorts of trials no it takes years they have evidence years they've yep. got to comb through all that evidence there there's a backlog of cases they're waiting to try and wait i don't think they've even finished excavating Lassiter's <laughs> Lassiter what's going to happen when they find George's body in there? Yeah. They, oh, they haven't got all their ducks in a row. This no. is just... Are the, they going to, like, put him on murder charges again? You know, it's, the, it's very weird. This is the tail wagging the dog. Mm. Um, and that's kind of where it... Like, was there anything else? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. T-Quizzle. T-Quizzle's oh, back. Oh, snooze. Mm. He's suddenly realised he's 10K down. But he's worked out that Santhi must have stolen it. And isn't there something about how we saw on her Instagram account that she was posting photos of designer clothes? Yeah. Yeah, so now he's harassing... Yeah, 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 he definitely had been looking at her Instagram, which, yeah, then does make me think, was he one of the trolls? Because <laughs> I reckon, look, as we know from our Twitter feed, there's, there's, there can be nothing more cushing than a, a, a witty gay man on social mm. media. Oh, yeah. That's most of the neighbours' tweeters. Mm. Now, the other thing that I took issue with here with Aaron down the mines is had not a great week for he's just he's not he's not a very upstanding citizen this week because again these teenagers are in peril yeah a man is threatening threatening them Mm. for stealing his money yeah and he's gonna go to the cops and they're fine go to the cops yeah yep what's what are you what's stopping you and they're they're freaking out because ben's on probation because he burnt down the school well you know what that's on him don't steal money Mm. don't don't be a party to that if you're already on watch. And Aaron doesn't go, I might call their guardians into this. I might get Susan Kennedy, Colette Nan. Yeah. Nah. He goes, I'll handle it. What the hell? Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's it's very, very fishy. He's got to look out that a lawsuit doesn't land on him. Yeah. You know what You know what I like about T-Quizzle coming back? Yes. It follows the neighbour's formula of one gay out, one gay in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it's good. It's and comforting. Then, then I'm assuming T-Quizzle will get his comeuppance and we have to have another gay come in to replace him, who will be John Dull. Yeah, great. Although I would, wouldn't mind a gay girl coming in. 
no, 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 you need the gay man so you can form a, 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 a relationship pair. Yes, but then once the pair's signed off, I would like at least another bisexual woman. For staff. If not a lesbian. Yeah. And well, my theory is Piper's going to come out of the closet at some stage. Yeah, yeah, I can say that. Or, or she's fluid. She's mm. open-minded. You yeah, know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm bored. I'm bored of the gabers. I want some girl gabers. <laughs> but they have, the girl gabers have been really boring in the past. That's why they need good ones. Yeah. And they've never fully committed. They've always done, oh, maybe I like girls. No, you want a fully-fledged lesbian. Yeah. And that'll spice things up. Yeah. Amy could well have oh, been one. Amy. Amy. <laughs> I think she's got the trait. She's and, a tradie And she already. thought I'd go with her. Tries a use. And she thought mm-hmm. I'd, I'd get a fellow tradie to be her beard. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Done. And she's very femme. I like that. Yep, yep. Great. So that's that. Um I'm a bit disappointed we didn't have as much Ned and Loz. Oh, but actually we had Loz at the end because Ned actually blabbed about what um, Drab and Tarage's secret was. <gasps> That's right. God, oh, that was remiss of me to forget that. We had some more pool scenes. Loz yeah. was cleaning the pool this time. Hun, the pool's clean. Get a creepy crawly. But he, he spills. Yeah. And says Tarage and Drab are harboring this false confession. And she is the only person thus far to have had the correct response yes. to it, which is horror. Absolute yeah, like, horror. Yeah, you can't do that. That's illegal. Yeah. That's perjury. not okay. And if anything, this is going to drive her straight back to Ned anyway, because mm. her husband's just doing illegal activities. I still think she's pent up now because she was attracted to him. He had a go. She didn't respond. Now it's all up in the air and she wants him out of her, her face, but she, she can't control her urges. She just wants him to pay rent. I think he needs to be paying rent in kind, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Not just in pool, mm. in pool boy way. So next week we're going into this full like courtroom drama week. Yep, exciting. We're out on location. <laughs> Maybe we could do a neighbours in front of the Supreme Court. <laughs> Except I've got nothing in the tank. We're going to check in again in two weeks. I've got another comedian friend of mine, Terry oh. Siakis. Oh, that's exciting. Who, um, that's someone who's actually funny. <laughs> she's very very uh, sassy on the tweets. We're funny. Own it. Own it, sister. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. <laughs> Not after last week, I was like, oh, man, that's some pressure. They were actually really, well, really funny. they're working comedians okay. and comedy writers. And if anything, we are just naturally so. Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> this is not – it's not our – like, I write quiz questions. But we, are, we are just passionate about neighbours. And, yeah, so, you know, give mm. us a buck up. Tell us we're funny at Pod On Twitter, I'm at Vaya Pashos. And, and I'm remute. Also, yeah. Email us whenever, neighbourspod at gmail. We've put a few questions out during this episode. So, yeah, yeah. Do, you, do we need to clarify what an esky is again? Hard rubbish? Oh, Australians, hard rubbish, hard garbage. Yeah. Which which side of the river do you live yes. on? Yes. And we've got Priya's couch. If anybody wants to oh, buy it, it's still on the market. Love Priya's couch. Yeah. I want Priya's couch. It's I want to go down to Pinot Crescent and pick that up. <laughs> so that's it. We'll catch you in two weeks. Leave us a review on iTunes and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.